one, two, three, one, 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 one. Up, 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 up. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. You need a test from either of us? I think you're good. Uh, Corey, go ahead. Hello. God, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you have to imagine that you're recording with Eeyore. Hi. Yeah. Hello, hello. That's better. Check, check, check. Yeah, just uh, if you move the mic, you can you could talk soft, but as long as the mic's as close to your, like you're as close to this windscreen as possible, you can pull the mic up or pull the mic towards you, whatever right. you want to do. <clears throat> How's this? Much yeah, better. Much better. Much better. Okay. Yep. Test up up down down A B A B select start. You got you forgot left right left right. Up yep. up down down left right left right B A select start. Isn't it B A B A? Mm-mm. A B A C A B B. Technically, there's two different codes. Oh, my sound went out. Welcome to the sequel machine. It's like a gun, Corey. I would rather <laughs> I would rather have one and not need it I than to need it and not have one. Are we Fail. recording now? Yeah. We've I, been I, recording. I just roll. Yeah, this is the show. Is that why you Maybe. were so bad? The Brit introduction. Yeah, but you didn't. That's but that's the that's like the charm of it. Your honor, your honor. <laughs> that's different. Hold though. on, your honor. The defense would like to point out that its first uh, evidence, Exhibit A, was tampered with by the prosecution. But then the prosecution immediately gave us new evidence in saying that <laughs> he was swindled by America Online. Wait, Reason. who's the prosecution? Who's the defense I'm here? not real sure. Because you would be, I prosecu- would be the prosecution. You're the prosecution. Your He's Honor, the, the defense. defense has done nothing but fuck with evidence. And- Why am I on trial? You've been on trial. I think Brad is say- still saying you're old, and and, uh, and we've got to decide yeah, whether or not you're old or not. Yeah. You both accused me of derailing this show a lot, but if you guys would just let me get through the goddamn bit, we would be done and talking about Nicolas Cage and Willy's Wonderland. I'm going to prove to you I'm not crazy. Was this good, then? Poor schlubs like us who are dumb idiots who took one history class in high school want to know, like, oh, I get this movie, and we are poor, and I want to become rich one day, and that's satisfying to watch. Get Vic. I'll talk get to Vic. you. I'm, yeah, go, go get my big black friend. I'll talk to you. You guys are in trouble. I... Welcome to the sequel machine. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> like, oh, there we go. Oh, oh, oh no, it's gone. Oh, nope. no, oh, there it is. Okay. Nope, it's gone. Oh, nope. Oh, fine. Okay, I think we're good. All right, let me ask. Should we've we're what? This is episode roughly four or five, somewhere around there, uh, which means we have enough in the can that we'll be uh, launching here pretty soon. Uh, right? No, I guess we've already. Launcher. Should we do cold opens or no. what? Like, I don't know, because I feel like we've had a decent amount. Like, we'll have to go through, obviously, when we do the editing, because right now we just have all of the, the audio. Um, but I think there's some good stuff in there for a cold open type of segment into a intro into the show. What do you think, Corey? I guess if if it sounds – I guess it would depend on the episode. Well, what, okay, what are your thoughts on cold opens in general? We'll start with you. I'm okay with them. If they're quick and they uh, they end on a button. Is uh, the most iconic cold open the SNL? Is that the most iconic show with a cold open? Office. What, The Office, really? Yeah. I think The Office always had a big I mean, But more, more iconic than it. SNL? I mean, yeah, I SNL mean, even has the catchphrase, live from New York. It's right. uh, Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, they both... I mean, obviously, Saturday Night Live started it, but... 
I always think I, I think I tend to think of The Office though more than Okay. Yeah, you're both good shows to strive for for this one, I'd say. I think this has the equivalency of The Office and Saturday Night Live in its quality. Maybe and Matt content. TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did Matt TV do the cold open as well? I think they may have. Uh, I think I think they had some format changes over the years. Yeah, yeah. They but I think did. they tried to start with a cold open for show. Uh, because they did like a th- a thing like it's Mad TV. Mm-hmm. They did. Li- they tried to do like live from New York. That had to, well, see, that had to be tough to even try to come up with. Like when you're a sketch show, you're already planning to be the kind of anti SNL, the WCW to uh, SNL's WWF, if you will. It had to be rough to be like, okay, so how do we start the show? Because we obviously don't want to look like we're literally trying to copy and be the next SNL, but a sketch show, it's it's a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're on, always going to draw comparisons to Saturday Night. You're on a wait and see, right, Corey? Right. I mean, depend on the episode. Yeah. For okay. Well, I think it is. It's going to be your job. We have job, to be married so. to anything, right? We can do whatever the fuck we want. That is it's true. We're a bit about. Yeah, we're in that bachelor phase also, of podcasting. None of us are editing this, as I found out last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I guess it'll be up to someone else. It'll be up to Finch to decide. Exactly. Yeah. That's episode a, to episode. I don't know that he's going to do one. I think. I think he'll do it. I think we'll probably have to pay him. He was here about an hour and a half before we started, and I talked to him about this so he now knows where the episodes are so <laughs> we could act i was like up until this point we're pretty much just shouting into no, a box you know what i feel bad because that, that we're putting a lot on finch's plate because he's already uh agreed to produce drew and ice podcast and he's got three episodes in the can for that already so uh but you I, just gotta learn how to fucking edit i know i i do and you know what's weird i can edit video but audio just it's it's a different beast it's, it's no not really video yeah audio is way easier than oh video. no i don't think so i think video is way easier no not at all if if, you know, know if you're it. gonna let the podcast play out with no cuts then you just gotta make the sure the beginning part sounds fine and make and then make sure the well, back end not. sounds good if we if we, if we did the, you know what since we're already deep into episode four or five or whatever, this will be a nice treat for anyone so who's listener, listened to episode one. It, how does it sound? <laughs> do us a favor. Tweet us at whatever social media we have come up with in the meantime uh, to let us know whether in episode one uh, or two or whatever, if in the middle of the episode, Will announces he has to take a giant shit and that we've got to wrap it up. Because <laughs> if that's the case, then Corey was editing that episode and it's just a press uh, post button, right? Oh, I, I'm, I haven't edited anything or if it's not there you're welcome and thank you finch i I think we just i think that we just drop finch and we just post all of the raw (laughs) (laughs) no because i think we're gonna be bad enough on our own with the edits Corey, what is the show Oh. I'm throwing it to you. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that's how we were st- we were going to start. Maybe Welcome to the Sequel Machine Podcast. I am Corey, and with me today, as you've already heard, is Brad Scott. Hello, and Will Pfaffenberg. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys? Uh, good. I'm fine. Everything's great. Everything is great. Uh, we are here to talk about the Karate Kid Part Do Dos and. I found an interesting fact out about this movie before we recorded yesterday. I found this out oh, did from you know? our very own Will Paffenberger. Will, what did you tell me about this movie? Oh, this is my wife's favorite movie of all time. With her favorite song of all time. By Peter Satya. Uh, I thought it was, it would have been very like, you know, the little drums that they play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just the like, defense technique my wife fucking loves that song she just like I play this for her before we make love <laughs> that, that just starts slapping that <laughs> back of course talking about the power of love this slaps oddly enough this song was rejected by Sylvester Stallone for Rocky 4 and uh, picked up by this what what wait what movie. what part of Rocky 4 like what was the song that they chose instead was it uh, Hearts on Fire Hearts on Fire ooh um, and also, Bill Conti chose to score this movie instead of Rocky IV, because he did the previous Rocky movies. Let me ask you this. Did he make the right call? Because mm. this is a banger. I mean, this, this, this is a banger. This slaps. Um, I, I got to say... I got to say, this soundtrack was better than Rocky IV, even with no, James no, no, Brown No, 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 no. Not there. the soundtrack. I'm talking about specifically... 
Because honestly, Hearts on Fire is slaps too. So it's it's no, not I like know. he chose. It's not like he was like I pass on uh, Glory of Love. No, and he's he not went doing with. That. Uh, he doesn't do that. He's not. No, he does the actual score. No, no, no. I'm talking about though when you said that Stallone, uh, Stallone. turned down oh, this song Stallone, yeah. in favor of Hearts of Fire because Hearts of Fire slaps and it's perfect for that scene in Rocky Four. It's the training montage mm -hmm. and everything else, so it's a perfect fit. So yeah, this song. I feel like it's a win-win either way. Yeah, that song won. But then it would have been Hearts of Fire in this movie, right? No, not necessarily. Okay, well, because yeah, if that would have been the case, Glory of Love in this movie way more fitting than it would have been in Rocky oh, yeah. Four. Yeah, for sure. What was the last big? Because I started, I was thinking about this uh, uh, yesterday after Will told me that that's his wife's favorite song. Like, what was the last big song from a movie? Like. Not a, not a movie that uses a song, but a song that was made specifically for a movie that then becomes kind of this pop culture phenomenon. And I, I can't think of the last. You I mean, have some to of go the back to the 80s. No, that no, thing, no. You that thing 90s. you do. Wow. Well, but that wasn't like uh, you are doing that thing. I'm thinking yeah, more like that really that popular, though. But it did. It but did I, get play on. Uh, yeah, but I'm thinking more like Kiss from a Rose. I mean, Kiss from a Rose is an Bat iconic song mm. that was made okay. specifically yeah, for Batman Forever. Uh, yeah, how about uh, I Will Thank, Always uh, Love You from the Body? Ooh, well, but that was even a, that was a song that was remade. She re, re, you know, that was uh, What's Her Face? Dolly Parton's Parton. Parton. song originally. I'm talking about a song made specifically for a movie that then becomes part of this pop culture Friday phenomenon. Friday by Ice Cube from the movie No, Friday. that was not, though. No, no. What? <laughs> Hang on a second. I'll be right back with you. <laughs> Thank God. It's you keep thinking about what uh what songs. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I think that uh, the soundtrack was a way bigger deal. Like, it was co-marketed with the movie oh, absolutely. Uh, in the 80s. Gangster's Paradise. Made for Dangerous Minds, but becomes its own cultural phenomenon. Okay. One of the biggest songs of the 90s. And I remember getting the Dangerous Minds soundtrack before I ever saw the movie. I don't know. When's the last soundtrack you ever seeked out? Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> and that was mostly just uh, uh, John, what, what's his face? That was a good try, William. Or was it, was it Danny Elfman? I don't remember. Danny did, Elfman, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember the last. I mean... I bought. I bought. I remember buying Jackie Brown. Um, but those were like Kill Bill. reusing but songs. But that's because. But that's because simply because they were Tarantino soundtracks, and I, he always does well with those. But but also still not original music for that movie. That's you yeah, used a lot of true. older music. I mean, I can't. I was Kiss from a Rose the last one. No, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's something that we're not thinking about. I mean, I, but anytime I get a question like you know, I, not that I get a question like this all the time, but anything like what's the best you know horror movie? It's like I don't know. I'm kind of on the spot and I can't really think. But if I'm sitting there, you know, looking over a list or something, I might be able to come up with. Oh yeah, this one here. Um, I'm looking up best soundtrack songs. Let's see what the latest. Uh, oh oh, here it is. Lose yourself. That's the last one I think. Or at least the last one I could think of right now. From 8 Mile? Yeah, because that song was written for 8 Mile. I mean, literally. He specifically references Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> and it became its own cultural phenomenon. Yeah, we've got... Mom's oh, spaghetti. Let It Go? Oh, that's true. From Frozen? Mm -hmm. That's got to be... Well, Disney's different, though. Yeah, okay, so what's the other Disney songs in the past 10 years that have become Let It Go? Um, Elton John's song from Lion King. Really? I said okay, in the past ten, ten years. Oh, oh I know exact. I know what it is. I know. I know what the but, most recent one well, is. But it proves my point for Corey that the last one he gave me was 1995. Yeah. No. Well, it's hard to think. It's hard to think of these songs. From, so what is it? It's shallow. From uh, that Lady Gaga and uh, Brad Bradley Cooper movie. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, 100%, because you guys played it all the fucking time on your uh, oh, yeah. radio it was, show. It was, number one, <laughs> it was a number one song at, at some point, yeah. Or also Happy from Despicable Me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that one became huge. Oh, oh, Because uh, oh. I'm happy, come along. What about the one from uh, Hustle and Flow? Why you keep using obscure rap songs? 
Well, it what won was, a freaking Grammy. That's his, that's his culture. What was the What was the song from Hustle I and Flow? I don't remember the name of it. That should be your first indication. I don't listen to it, but it won a Grammy. Oh my god! And by, and three We're six talking about mafia. pop culture phenomena. Three We're not talking. Mafia. Get on my level. Oh god! How about Lady Marmalade from Moulin oh, Rouge? No. Moulin Rouge. But that's even. But that song was already around, wasn't it? No, that was, was that just a remake for, of the song? That's no. just that was made for. That the, was that made for movie. the movie. Gitchy, gitchy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. that's just they took they stole from different songs and put it all into this one, pretty much. So we but. are in agreement, though. The last one was uh, the shallow, and then the one before that was probably happy. I think happy's probably the biggest one, though. It's either happy or let it go. You guys, yeah. could you, you don't ha- forget. Ha- happy certainly got really played out. Well, it, 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 my thing is also like when it starts to go to other mediums, so it started being used in commercials all the time. It started being used in TV spots all the time. Like it became one of those things where it just becomes a noise of the background almost. I, I, I've barely heard that other song, that Lady Gaga Shall, song. Oh, you trust me. Listen to the Smiley Morning Radio Show every we played it weekday. For, every day, five every to ten. hour for because two that's, years but, straight. Because, well, because that's what you guys do. You play the most popular songs at the time and that song lasted for a long 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 time yeah yeah i want to ask you about that but i'll do it off mic okay well, i don't can, i don't i don't know how much mic. you can i don't know how much you can actually say about that well do, do ask now because that's fucking unfair to the listener because we're not gonna be editing this out obviously so we can't tease <laughs> them like that there's no secret man there's no yeah. secret no i didn't know how who is it that comes up the, with that list the program director yeah. uh uses uh national data and charting in order to select songs there is no mystery about it there is no real creativity to it uh, it is homogenized and corporatized, and uh, all the all the so, music is selected based on uh, collected research data, baby. So, do they just select the top twenty and just play those over and over again? Well, not the top twenty, the top forty. <laughs> ah, it's just the top forty. Well, it's it's pretty damn close, and you might throw in a gold every now and then, which means an older pop song so, right. in order to like. Uh, depending on the flow just of so, how Just to mix it up so nobody notices it's just the top So the throwback Thursday, yeah, is that then like your guys' chance to have like a little bit of creativity within that spectrum to where it's like, yeah, it's more on you. So yeah, okay, so that's probably why you probably got, you guys probably look forward to that. Well, the, the, the fucked up thing about radio right now is that the people who we have historically targeted, uh, women 25 to 54, but don't listen really, to radio anymore. But really, women 18 to 34 is the is the real core that you're looking for. They don't listen to radio anymore. They're not using radio, and it's because so our audience is old as shit. And the music that we're playing is targeting people who are way younger. So well, but I think one of the reasons you guys have managed to be, I think, probably one of the few radio stations anywhere to stay relevant within its community is because of the events you do outside. Like you're not just all on air. You guys have been really smart about like keeping that brand alive with things that aren't necessarily related to being on the radio. Yeah, no, you have to, and everything is going to have to diversify at radio for sure in order to stay alive and be a viable medium. In fact, most radio companies are calling themselves audio companies now that mm. like they have, they have re branded themselves as audio <laughs> medium companies because it's just not about the radio anymore. It's all about pushing digital. Yeah. But, and that's why I think at some point, I feel like the only radio that really has a chance to truly survive is going to be talk radio, right? Because that that can be something that you can do live that someone can't get anywhere else on demand. Whereas music, you guys are still playing the top 20, but anybody can literally go to their phone and in 90% of the cars nowadays just play it through their phone into the, the stereo itself. So I think talk, that's why I always thought you guys were the, my favorite show in Indy because you were, your content of you guys just bullshitting and talking almost like a podcast to me was always way more entertaining than the music. Yeah, no, that's, that's how you di- differentiate yourself from all the other platforms is that is your personality, even, even on a podcast or anywhere on a YouTube channel, on your Instagram or TikTok. It's all about personality that brings people in and, and builds your why audience. I am failing at all of this. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not about the it's not about the the regurgitated same old same old music that everybody else fucking plays because the research says it's the play. in between. And you yes. can tell like you guys you guys don't get callers 
most of the time, I would assume, requesting songs. You get callers wanting to be a part of the content, wanting to be a part of the conversation. People just pick up their phones and say, play whatever Taylor Swift garbage I want to hear right now, and it plays it for them. So the people listen to our show because they like our show. Mm -hmm. And And they they like you guys. Yeah. And we're programming radio still, so we do whatever the national data says is the most interesting to people at the time, and then it burns out, and then we refill it with the next pile of shit, and, <laughs> and as we, you, we keep going. And as you remember or not, depending on if this was edited out or not from a former episode, I will kick a motherfucker out of my car for insulting the Smiley Morning Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's talk about this movie. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, I guess it is, should we do bankroll or bust? Let's do it. Uh, Karate Kid 2, Bankroller Bust. Here we go. I will say this, and I'm going to say it out loud so it's fair to you. I did see while looking through the trivia that this money did make more money. This money the, did make more money? This movie made more money than the previous one. Okay. Well, you okay. So, the, and you know that for sure? No, I didn't look at the numbers. Oh, okay. I just saw that that listed on the IMDb trivia, so okay. uh, I'll believe it, I guess. All right, so the first movie... They would never lie. The first movie <laughs> had a budget of $8 million. It was released on June 22nd, 1984, and it grossed $130.4 million. Wow. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> uh, second movie was released June 20th, 1986, so basically two years later, which... They started filming 10 days after the release of the first one. And they just held on to it? I guess. Uh, Real quick, do you guys guys prefer the sequels that are like bang, bang, like the year after? Or do you prefer when there's a little bit of a wait? Or do you prefer when it's like a long wait, like a a 10, 20 years later type thing? What's your favorite type of sequel? Um, If they come like a year later, that's probably the best. Because it's still the first one's still fresh in your mind, and if you do it any like if you do it like oh six months later here's another one it's like I just kind of got through that one I'm still kind of you know trying to figure that one out you know especially if it's something that's kind of deep or whatever but um, if you wait too long people are like yeah I'm kind of past all that so you so I well, think, no, I personally think it, I'm just asking personally yeah personally I think a year you like probably, about a year yeah. well well I feel like uh, like if it's a planned sequel which I think Karate Kid had obviously filming ten days after it was a planned franchise. Or maybe they they turned it that way after they saw the success of the first one. Is two it's a two year cycle, right? Like they have to play out and milk the money out of the first one for. And a, by the way, to answer your question, preparations for the film began immediately after the success of the first installment. Yeah, so either it's a planned franchise like Lord of the Rings, where they have a, a deadline timetable for how they're going to release those, or it's like Karate Kid, where they're like, okay, now we're going to capitalize on the success mm-hmm. and keep the momentum going. Which I think movies, it's a two, it's. It takes about two years. At the, I think at this time, yes, they were taking a little bit longer than what they do now. Some they, of them, though, be, like I mean, I mean, because now they're filming, they're filming in digital, and everything's easier to edit, and doesn't take as long as it did. Bad like, Boys was one of those that they took a little while. You know, Bad Boys Two didn't come out directly after Bad Boys One. I believe it was five, six years. Was it that long? Because it was when it wasn't yeah. it early two thousands, and the first know. one was like ninety five. I'll, I'll take a look. Well, that's interesting. It just I think it just depends on... I think there's all kinds of shit that can happen that delays movies getting made, who owns the rights, who has the script, who who the who's directing it. It's like all, all kinds of things can get the delay. But if you have a planned franchise and it stays within the same studio, it usually turns around pretty quick. Mm-hmm. All right, well, 130 million... Oh. Bad Boys came out in 95. Bad Boys 2 came out in 2003. And then 17 years later, you get the third one that's, uh they probably wish they didn't do. Yeah, didn't we have this talk about the National Treasure 3 <laughs> has been in development yes. for like 15 or 20 years now? Um, all right, so 100, let's get to big roller bus. 130.4 million, million was what the first made on an $8 million budget. It was released June 22nd, 1984. And then, let's pull it back up. Kid 2, you gotta use two eyes. So the second film, again, was released June 20th, 1986. It had a budget of 13 million, so almost about a 40% increase in budget. What was the box office? I think this was uh, I think this was a uh, momentum. I think this was hot in the 80s, big time. One thing to also consider, since we know this now, there was a Karate Kid Part 3. Something to take into consideration. And the next Karate Kid. 
Yeah. Which so, which the so sequel had, that before. waited while that sequel though waited a while. It did wait a while. It had, it which had, might tell you something Pat, about three. Pat Morita. And wasn't it a, a girl who was? Mm-hmm. Hillary Swank. Yeah, that's right. But we all know the real Karate Kid is Jaden Smith. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> what, uh, yeah, what's your guys' I, guess? I'll go 200. I think 300 million, Bob. Okay, so we came into this with a surprising unknown fact because Corey told us what? Uh, that the second one made more than the first one. And, Will, this is a very good lesson for you in learning that this is what happens when you trust Corey. The movie made $130 million. So, 0.4 million less, $400,000 less than the original. $400,000 less than the original? It made 130 even, and the original made 130.4 million. No, you mean $4,000 less. I thought if 130.4, wouldn't that be 400000 no, four hundred thousand would be a fucking awesome box office. Four hundred thousand dollars? Oh no, you're we're talking about millions. No, you're right, dude. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, four hundred thousand less. I'm looking for where I found that. Hold on. <laughs> I'm an idiot. An idiot. <laughs> so no, but no, it says right here. Actually, earned more at the box office than the Karate Kid. It's the very. Where is that from? IMDb. It's in the trivia section. Oh, so we have an IMDb versus Wikipedia challenge. You know what? I'm going to at some point whether maybe. Uh, after the show tonight, I'm going to look What'd up and say? I'm going to figure out which one is correct. Uh, how much did you say that they made? $130 million. Hmm. Oh, wait. This is just opening week. Oh, wait. <laughs> Total worldwide gross opening weekend. by. Oh, that's did you read the internet weekend. wrong? No, no, no. I'm looking at the box office numbers. Yeah, I've got I've got the gross is uh, $115 million. IMDb says it led it made 115 million. Yeah, one 115, 103, nine, nine, or nine seven nine. What That's does it worldwide. say? The first one made. Uh, the first one made. Because they said the first one made 130.4. Uh, let's see. Shoot, I did not have it typed in. Hold on. All right. Either way, you both were really wrong. Uh, this okay, movie made I was wrong. I just was same. basing this on my wife's love for the movie. I assume <laughs> had my wife seen this movie and loved it so much that it must have been. Uber I'm surprised popular. you didn't guess priceless. The first movie made 91 million. Well, then what, what, okay, so the Wikipedia. Well, we're have, going by Wikipedia. Have you been going by Wikipedia every episode? Yeah. Oh man, these all these these rea- these uh, results may have all been wrong. Oh no! Or what? How do you know IMDb's not wrong? Who's the definitive? Because source? IMDb's the Bible. Anybody can edit Wikipedia. Yeah, so it's a fake what? story. Anybody can fake edit news. IMDb too. <laughs> well, right. we don't know. I'm sure that they've been relatively close enough for our conversation. Either way, yeah. Either way, even, either way, we're both less, So wrong. you both were really wrong. Yeah. Uh, so this movie uh, is your wife's favorite. When did you learn that? Oh, I think early, early on. I, I think while we were dating, one of my early gifts to her was the Karate Kid box set of what of the movies that had come out. Oh wait, wait, okay, okay, wait. So what prompted that gift? Did you know that she was really into the Karate Kid, or she really liked Pat Morita? Yeah, she loves Pat Morita. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first, her first sexual. That fantasy. was her poster above her bed. <laughs> Live or die. <laughs> uh, I wish he would honk me. <laughs> With his two knuckles. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not even sure that... I think that she thought Ralph Macchio was cute, but I don't think, like, if you would ask her, she wasn't like, oh, yeah. So he's a, my he question is, drop. like, you you give her the box set. When you're getting that gift, is it like, oh, I know how much she loves the Karate Kid. I'm going to get her the box set. Uh, yeah, by the way, that's, uh, that's our maintenance uh, landscaping crew out there uh, contributing to the episode as well. Yeah, the uh, they're they're finally cutting down Red Curb. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, did you did you go? Okay, I know she loves the Karate Kid. I'm gonna get her the box set. Or were you just like, hey, who doesn't love the fucking box set of the Karate Kid? And then she goes, oh, she's like, well. Guess what, buddy? <laughs> you don't know how lucky now, you really are. What order do you think that went in? What a so weird you question. Yes. Because my, my thought is the first time you guys watched it, I just I didn't know if it was like a situation where you were like, hey, let's watch a movie. How about the Karate Kid part two? And she's like, okay, before we watch this, I need to tell you something. <laughs> it's a very important movie in my life. Yeah. Or if she was like, hey, 
I brought I, I invited you over here to watch a movie because it's a special night. I'm because oh. that's a big part of your life. If the Karate Kid Part Two at, at to, to this day remains your all time favorite, my favorite movie has been consistently Rocky for about ten years, fifteen years. But before that, it changed a lot. So to have a movie like that mean that much to you, that's probably a big part of your life. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure why. I, I can't tell you exactly what her infatuation is with it. I think maybe it's, good it's, a, it's a good combination of perseverance and a love story and young soundtrack people. Soundtrack to slaps. And I, yeah, a good soundtrack and uh, and a cute boy who's not threatening. And uh, of diverse cultures, too. I think she was culturally into, like, Asian culture. Ah! Yeah. Corey? What? what was your experience with The Karate Kid Part 2? Is it your favorite movie of all time? It is not my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I did, however, see it in the theaters when it came out. And uh, so, yeah, I just... Like, the thing that always stuck in my head from this movie was the drum. Was well, that's, the, the that, drum scene at the end. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I went home and just, like, found a drum, and I'm just trying to do something like that. You found a not, drum? <laughs> I made my own. I made my uh, own. What did you make it out of? I, I love hell, that. I was like, where's that damn finger drum? <laughs> I have one of those fuckers around. I couldn't go home and just find a finger drum in my house. I don't think I could do that, but you made one, though. Yeah, I think I made I'm I'm sure I used something in its place, but yeah. Yeah, was, that's like after I saw Ghostbusters, I went home and I stuffed a, a duffel bag a uh, blue duffel bag full of clothes and uh, taped a uh, uh, shoestring to it with a cardboard uh, paper towel tube and made my own <laughs> proton pack and put like wore the duffel bag you know handles over my shoulders and went around as that goes awesome yeah so I get I get how you'd go home and make a drum yeah, yeah. so how old were you then when this movie well, came out? 86 it came out in 86 I was 10 10 uh, I think yeah because I think I believe this is a movie I saw on VHS um as an early kid, but I do remember like the Karate Kid was one of those movies like Jaws or Goonies where it felt like everyone had a copy of it. You know, like every every family that had a VCR had a copy of the uh, Karate Kid on VHS and Karate Kid Part Two. And I think the first DVDs of the same I way. think the first one more so than the second one or even the third one. And then when we got to DVDs, it all becomes parts of box sets. What did you guys think of the uh, original Karate Kid? I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean it's it's by far it's in it's in my time. Sure, I when we were going through my my eighties movies last week, I, I I'm I'm pretty sure it was on that list somewhere. So yeah, it, it's definitely always been one of my favorites. Uh, have you guys been watching Cobra Kai? Oh yeah, no Cobra Kai is brilliant. Yeah. Cobra Kai is so good, and and this is what uh, actually the revisionist history in Cobra Kai is my favorite thing, where they go back and they fill in details mm -hmm. from St previous stuff, histories, stuff you never even thought about or questioned. Yeah, and they're referencing it. It's like, oh crap! Because the funny thing was, I watched this uh, Monday night, okay, and I just finished Cobra Kai season three, like yep. the night before, so. There's a couple things that happen in this that are referenced in yeah. in season three of Cobra Kai. So I was like, and it was something little like um, I don't know if you remember when she when uh, in the I think it was episode nine when uh, what's her name Allie Allie comes back. Mm -hmm. She's talking to Daniel and says something about the wrecked car and says you didn't tell him I wrecked it, did you? Uh-huh. And he, and he's, and he kind of, he kind of makes one of those, no, 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 and, you know, kind of one of those things. That happened in Karate Kid 2 at right. the very beginning, although she's not in the movie because she was, you know. And she left him for a football player. Yeah. Well, thing is, she went, had gone back to school at Harvard. We talked about how this started filming sh while you know what you know right after the release of the first one she had already gone back to harvard and was going to school so they didn't write her into the script so that's why they wrote it the way they did where she you know allegedly cheated on him or something so yeah they also clarify that too i love i love the cobra kai that the the cobra kai makes have you watched cobra kai yet, i have Brad? not uh they make every effort to make all the characters gray in the middle which is the best kind of tv you can get where you're not sure who's good or who's bad anymore and they do a good job of 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 redefining the perspectives of these movies where it's very clear who's good and bad in 80s movies that's mm -hmm. like you have your heroes and your villains in cobra kai it's all blended then they refer back to these movies and you're like holy shit oh that's a perspective i never thought of and so maybe not everybody was as 
pure as these movies make them out to and be. you really and especially in the season three you really see why crease is the way he is yeah why he's such an asshole and he was hurt. why he's most likely the r word and i'm not gonna say it well i guess i guess this is going on audio only He's also a racist. <laughs> yeah, that was is. the R word. Yeah, Vic. I said, thought you were talking about retarded. <laughs> Vic said the same thing. We were recorded. We recorded our show. Who uses the R word for racist? Well, nowadays you. Wait, can't. wait! You're trying not to offend racists. No, we're allowed to offend them. No, it's not them. You're, that's the one group, Corey, in this country you're allowed to go after as racist. You don't have to protect them and be politically correct uh, with the terminology for. Mm-hmm. The, or we're, sir, we like to be uh, referred to as. A offensive americans well i'll say this we were we were recording uh last night and we were talking about uh cobra kai you know finishing up the season and since we were on twitch i didn't want to say it because if a lot racist yeah there there are certain words you can't say or else you will get flagged and and it doesn't matter yeah how is that shit like that you can't start you there's stuff on especially well, on youtube you yeah. can't say anymore or else they will flag you they will demonetize you they will do anything even though that you're not saying anything bad that's the problem that's so so i'm like okay uh, the I'm, r word you know well it's, yeah I, it's I think so stupid that you have to self-edit and you know me, I don't like to, you know. You don't. We we are. I don't like to edit. Corey doesn't like to edit. <laughs> <laughs> As evidenced by the first four episodes of the show, till we fucking beg Fitz to take over. Uh, I just okay. I'm, I'm blown away by that. I did not know that we have to now be careful. Well, with the it's audio of only. It's audio racist. only. So yeah, it will be fine. But this, yeah, and this is our own podcast, so we yeah. can say whatever I am we want. The father. We're not going to get flagged. Like on a, I think on the social networks and the streaming platforms, there are there they are monitoring people for inciting civil unrest, and so there's like flagged. I, I get, I get it. There, there are things that get flagged. Even though it's not bad, Mm-mm. just because they have like a, an algorithm no. of flag words or something. I just, I, okay, I'm just, again, I'm the father of a, of a son with no penis. I'm very progressive. As progressive, I think, as you can get. And uh, this one, though, the, it, it does baffle me. We have to watch out for the feelings of racists. Fair, fair enough. No, so, it's not them. Well, anyway. it's just it's he's protecting his platform, which I get. But you can say racist here. Oh, no, Otherwise, no. people think I'm you're not, saying John no, no, Crease was retarded. Yeah, that's what I thought, and I am not. Which saying is like it's core. I'm saying he gets the platforms. When I, when I when I when I said that last night on Twitch, Vic, Vic thought the exact same thing. He's like, I thought you meant retarded. I'm like, no, no, it's not that. It's, and I had to go through the whole thing. <laughs> well, I had to go through that whole. Spiel. And just like a lot of people who uh, suffered uh, trauma in Vietnam, uh, a lot of people came back with a. Bad feelings yeah. towards Asian. It, yeah, getting back <laughs> to what we were. They came what back I, retarded. Yeah, a lot of people. Came, well, after sniffing all that mustard gas, <laughs> you don't know what chemicals they were. And consuming. so let's start with uh, what they got right, which I think actually we figured out last episode. We might need to start starting with what they got wrong, but I'm going to give it one last chance. What they got right now, obviously, what is our first go-to, Corey? It's always the cast. Bring back the principal cast is the first step to a good sequel, and they did just that. Yeah, I mean, you had a couple. You had you had a couple scenes at the beginning that had Cobra Kai in it, um, and apparently, it's a or big Johnny. thing. Yeah, apparently, it's a big thing that people thought that those were just leftover clips from the first movie, mm-hmm. and I thought so too. They're not. No, those were all reshoots. Yeah. I thought those were all... I mean, all, it makes sense. It's I thought the about lot. half of them were all scenes from the from the previous makes movie. Sense and I think the, there were some, actually, like that weren't... I think there the, were flashbacks. The, I think there were there yeah, was like yeah, a yeah. series of cuts from the, uh, the old movie to get you reminded about what's about so they, to happen. So Rocky tooted. it. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, the stuff that happened in the parking lot and, and and in the gym and coming out of the gym, that's all new stuff. Everything else before that are all stuff from the previous movie, But um, which we'll get into. I, I've got a, something for the bad part in that. But as far as the rest of the cast, I mean, so you brought them back. You brought, you brought everybody back. you needed back, I think. Yeah. I mean, for you didn't bring the, the mom sequel. back, but she was irrelevant. At the, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, the characters they didn't bring back, even Allie. You don't need no. Like Allie's not a necessity. Although she, I think she was a huge part of the first one, it's one of those rare stories where she, because she is, she's the only thing that's basically keeping him 
going and, and saying and his only source of light at that school, right? Like, that's right. where her role in the first one, which is a huge role, but it's like, you know, now we don't need that. Like, this is a story that was able to transition from that phase and drop a character like that, who, again, was one of the most vital components, but you can move on without her and you can replace her with, you know, Asian well, Alley. Yeah, I mean, well, see, the thing Ali is... Wong. <laughs> with the story, with the story... Uh, you knew he was going to go to Japan, so you couldn't have her in the whole thing anyway. Oh, you could have. She could have taken a flight, you know, when she heard about the whatever. No, because the the, you could have called her. But then you, you could have written it in, but you didn't need to. No, I mean, because you already had. Because he ended up, he ended up uh, with Kimiko, so you already had. You already knew you, that was going to happen. So if you bring Ali along, no, I think. You wait, that let me ask you this: you, which she dropped did, a whole bunch she, of the rest of the story. Why wasn't she in this? Was it a scheduling? She, no, she had. They like, like we said earlier, she. They had started shooting shortly after uh, the first one's release, and she had already gone back to Harvard to school. So let me ask you this. If she would have agreed to be in the second one, do you think they – like, you're, you're not think, saying I they turned it, her down. No, I think if she would have been back, she would have been in the beginning. Yeah, she would have – oh, you don't think – so you think they still would have landed at uh, yeah. Kamiko? Yeah. yeah because this, you this lose was so much of the story. A, this was not Danielson's story. No, this it was, wasn't. Yeah, this was true. Mr. Miyagi's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and I noticed that like halfway through the movie, rewatching it the other day, and I'm like, "Wow, this isn't really so much about Daniel." It's, I mean, yes, he's a big, has a big part in it, but this is more of Miyagi. This is more Miyagi's story than anything else. And, so, and to and to what you were saying, um, as far as the story goes, um, dropping her wouldn't usually be like oh man this, they shouldn't have done that but it actually works here and it well, yeah, works and I, really well and i agree i think it is probably the smarter move if you're gonna tell miyagi's story at that point she then just becomes more of a distraction than anything yeah so bring in the new love interest is a smarter play yeah, yeah. well yeah and then you're you're completely transitioning settings and cultures and and storyline and Again, the stakes actually in Karate Kid Two are much higher. They're, mm -hmm. they're, it's a village on the line. Yeah, yeah. they're village and people and, it, it's, and really, it's, it's a fight to the death. It's really which I have even, thoughts on later. I mean, yes, there's karate in it, but it's not really a karate movie. It's more of a, it's more of a drama than uh, like a, a typical <laughs> drama drama. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a political fairy tale or something like that or a corporate fairy tale or something like that <laughs> now would would you be surprised uh, to know that it was filmed in hawaii aloha yes i would be surprised my to hear homeland that. yeah are you sure they didn't do any filming in okinawa mm -hmm. they filmed in they filmed in uh in hawaii because uh it was cheaper and, well, and, and first time and anyone's ever said Hawaii is cheaper. Yeah. yeah, first time anyone said Hawaii is cheaper than Japan. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's plus, uh, the, the 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 setting that that they found there. You know, they could pass for it. Well, so you know, hell, all, you didn't know it until I until I just told you so. We're all they familiar with well. the stereotypes of those cheap Hawaiian cars. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, so what else did I write? Uh, the plot, like the story, the story itself is a, it's a good. You know, it's a good, it's a good, like carrying the momentum of the story uh, of the first one. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a great next chapter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there's not there every was, sequel gets that right. There were, there were things that were kind of teased a little bit in the first one about Miyagi's home and, and some of his background. So, so you heard a little bit of it, but now in this, you get to really see you know everything that he talked about and the people that he talked about um so yeah i mean and they even go back daniel goes back in in season three of cobra kai so you get to see it again so for me watching this on, did they do on Monday, did they do hawaii for that one too probably um but watching this it's like oh that little girl that got that was ringing the bell and got stuck on the ladder and daniel had to go up and get her in season three daniel runs into her all grown up and so, and and then of course he runs into Kimiko and and uh, chosen and, and, and chosen as well too. And so, uh, man, that that episode that episode killed me. Yeah, it that. was it was good. I mean, uh, Cobra Kai has brilliantly tied in the movies into the ongoing seasonal arcs of of Karate Kid. It's uh, it's really good. It's really well done. Um. I liked. I liked. I don't have anything bad to say about this movie, really. I. I think if I was, if we're still in good, I think it's a good. It's a good shift of perspective. It's good growth. It's a good story modification. Soundtrack slaps. Soundtrack's good. Um, 
Well, yeah, and, and, yeah, then, I would say like maybe it's it. What it's almost two hours. It's almost a two-hour running time. Mm-hmm. And the and first feel, one was over two hours. Yeah, and I'm I'm just I think it's fine. Uh, I like I like a little more efficiency. So there. I think uh, personally, I think a little bit of the beginning could have been like the the recap of the first movie. Those shots, I think they could have left those out. There's no need for them. I mean, you're just wasting time. As you said, it was almost it was almost two hours long. You could have shaved a couple minutes off of time there. Uh, I don't. I didn't mind the parking lot scene because I think I think this would have been better had you know the the first one ends at, at the tournament. You know, we, roll credits. This one should have picked up right after that, and yeah, just gone I, from just gone from him walking out, them walking out the at the gym doors, pick it up from there. I agree, like a back to a back to the future continuation. Yeah, where it's like you start the movie right at the point where you saw at the end the DeLorean came back, and Doc mm-hmm. was like, "Marty, don't your <laughs> and then it's like the movie starts. Hold like, on, no, hold on. I want more Doc. That's a Libyans, Bobby. That's a goddamn Libyans. I told him straight up for more. Oh God. Yeah, I, I love Back to the Future yeah, too. But um, but I agree. Like I, it was weird to have like the old to start this movie with a bunch of recap. It's like you, I'm here because I you know, yeah I, I saw the first one. So Let's yeah. start. So what, we're obviously in what they got wrong. Yeah. I'll nominate uh, adult violence on children. The first one had a little bit of this problem too, but uh, yeah. It seems like the Karate Kid movies have to have an adult beating up a child at some point. But in defense... Well, you mean Mr. Miyagi taking out? In the first one, Mr. Miyagi, yeah, yeah. like that. The, it's, it's supposed to be the scene where he's a hero, you know, and they try to even make him look heroic when Daniel's looking through blurred vision. But in reality, it is, at the end of the day, an adult assaulting four children. Well, yeah, well, uh, um, what's his name? Did that in, in Cobra Kai as well. Well, and in this, and this movie Johnny starts did. with John Kreese assaulting Johnny. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of the... Eighties, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Times were, were different. Things back were different. Then. You were allowed to beat up a few kids. Remember when you could still get spanked in school? I actually did get spanked in middle school. That what? was a punishment. By who? By the by the janitor, uh, assistant principal, <laughs> for getting for getting my ass kicked in a fight. Okay. I got, not only did Wait. I get my face punched. I also then had to get beaten by the assistant principal. Wait, so he was like your anti Miyagi. <laughs> he showed up and beat your ass. Well, I think the, the, the other kid did too. But I'm just saying, like, it's the only fight I was ever in in school, and it was really an accident. Honestly, like, I didn't intend to get into a fight, but I just found myself in the middle Neither of one. Punch. I just found yeah. myself punching somebody in the face. I just found myself getting punched in the face, <laughs> and getting a Saturday school and a spanking. But it was the '80s, for God's sake. Afterwards, the assistant principal and I shared a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> he showed me a porn man. I never got. I never put got a stake on that eye. I never got paddled in school. Well, you consider yourself lucky. I know it. I probably could probably could have come close because I got in a fight as well. There's too, probably so. nowhere to do it. It wasn't it like a one room school. Yeah, I was homeschooled. So. <laughs> yeah, he just got, he got drawn and quartered, but never spanked. Prom was awkward. Yeah, super <laughs> awkward. Uh, so what what else uh, would you say they got wrong? Um, the ending. I thought the ending came really weird. I mean, like, oh, I thought you it was knew. a good full circle moment. I mean, you knew the Book movie end. was wrapping up. But I will say this: Danielson did not do a good honk, right? No, like he Miyagi's said, was perfect with the honk. Yeah, Danielson kind of phoned it in there yeah, a little bit. Like, well, no, it's um, live or die, man. Die. Wrong, honk. No, Daniel, you gotta get to do the pause. No, he said it weird. No, he totally said it weird. He said it weird and not in a goofy way. It Mm -hmm. was like, honk. Yeah. Honk. Uh, I think he was doing his Brooklyn accent or whatever. <laughs> and it got came out weird. Just Dude, like, what do you mean? What you talking about like, with the Brooklyn accent? Hank, Daniel Will? Hank, 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 uh, give me a pizza, Hank. Yeah, the way it ended. I mean, you could tell the movie was wrapping up, but the way it just basically cut to credits, the way it did, I just felt was really weird. And I, what I did know. you want? What would you have wanted? Doc Brown, oh, Danielson, it's Doc Brown. I don't know. Something's got to be done about the next karate it kid. Just, it just it's seemed, Hillary Swank, Danielson. 
it just seemed like they finished they they cut that scene right in the middle of it and just ended it there i loved it and i loved i loved the way that ended I loved it. The end. Boom. Book end. <laughs> I've got the, uh... Live or die, man. Die. Wrong. Oh. See? Honk. I yeah. think it's because... Maybe because he just you gotta go gone more nasally. Yeah. You gotta go more nasally. Honk. Yeah. Honk. And but yeah, but Miyagi had more of a clown horn. That's what I'm saying. That's it good was, nasally. It was good. Honk. <laughs> I, I wonder how maybe they just ran out of film and that's why they had to cut it they only got one take on that where it's like Hank, okay cut all right good. Good. Uh, run overtime right now we gotta hurry up and get this shot all right i got one last question before we get to the voting yep where does miyagi rank in terms of movie mentors like you know uh the, the, the guy who takes on the young talented but not fundamentally sound upstart and teaches them and becomes their kind of life coach he will always rank one notch below woody harrelson being a mentor for anybody in any movie ever. <laughs> when woody harrelson is the drunken like just disinterested mentor that so is, is that, my favorite that mentor. is hunger Who, games is that zombie land too zombie land hunger games uh you fucking name it anytime like he has to be the the one who guides a young person in that very, like you know, his heart is right, but his fucking attitude is miserable. That's White my man can't jump. That's my favorite mis- my favorite mentor. <laughs> he was mentoring Wesley Snipes, but apparently not about taxes. I got to put him at number two. I got to put him right below Yoda. Ooh! Oh yeah, that's a good battle. Who wins that fight, Yoda or Mr. Miyagi? Yoda. Yoda. But what if Mr. Miyagi see looks at Yoda and thinks he's a child? <laughs> I, was, I thought you were gonna <laughs> say he thinks he's a fly. No, and he's well, oh, a, he's just doing the thing, and then Daniel just comes over and clips off Yoda's head. <laughs> <laughs> Be good or luck. <laughs> That was another thing. That was another thing in the uh, after seeing this move that I tried to do was try and catch flies with with pencils instead of chopsticks. Never That's worked. why you couldn't do it. You didn't use chopsticks. Uh, yeah, I know. It never worked. Hmm. Yeah. So you got him number two behind Yoda. I yep. still have to tape my chopsticks together. Or I have to, like, you do the, the rubber band. I'm not real good at it. Chopsticks. I've only done it once. It's yeah. definitely not more efficient than a fork. No. Or a fly swap. And it's shit. <laughs> 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 like, you're forking your flies. Uh, so let's get to the voting. Um, you know what? We can't seem to find any source of fucking drama on this because we went with the whole decision of it has to be unanimous. So, like, should we do, like, a who thinks this needs to be remade? Raise our hands. Although, I guess it's an audio medium that probably wouldn't be well. So, let's all just... In, all in favor, say aye. Ooh, I like that. We could do Robert's Rules of Order. I like that. All opposed, say nay. I like that. Okay, so, in the... Opposed that it goes in? No, no, no. So, uh, I, the eyes would be remake it. Okay. The nays would be leave it alone. Okay. So, in the case of the Karate Kid Part II, the sequel machine determines those in favor of a remake, say aye. Those in favor of leaving it alone, say nay. 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 The nays have it. By unanimous vote. Unanimous vote, it is a nay. It goes, you know what? I just thought of a great social media tactic and- uh, Have at it. So, when it's uh, when not when it's unanimous eyes, we obviously put it into our sequel machine that we are paying way too much money just to be a storage unit at the moment, <laughs> and we remake it for a Patreon episode. But when it's a unanimous nays, that movie goes into our Hall of Fame. Oh God, you're bringing the Hall of Fame. I'm back. bringing back the Hall of Fame, and so now this movie is a unanimous Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, that's good. So like, what what are the other? So as of right now, D two's in the sequel machine. Yes. National Treasure 2. That was unanimous nays, right? Yeah, but that should that was because nobody wanted to touch that shit. No, nobody wanted to get you know what? To I retroactively vote gonna... I. I retroactively vote I to make it non-unanimous. <laughs> so I that was say, taken care of. That's where you're going to run into problems. No, where, that's taken care of. I just fixed it. It's going to be called the National Treasure. Retroactively. Problem. The Hall of Fame wasn't established until March of uh, 2021, Corey. So uh, National Treasure 2 was not eligible. So Karate Kid Part 2 goes into our Hall of Fame. Uh, that's it, boys. 